And so like people aren't are only looking at the cost right now because they're comparing it to buying junk food. Got it. They're comparing it to buying something that is not healthy for them. Hmm. You know, understand? But when yeah. you start to look at it like I, I look at health like this, you're either making health deposits or you're making health withdrawals. Okay, so every wow. time you make a, a food choice, look at your plate. Did I make a health deposit or did I make a health withdrawal? Mm-hmm. Are you ready? We're going to run the yeah. play. Let's Do you go. know what it's like to come from nothing at all? But every day you just wanting it all. Do you know what it's like? Every day facing your fear, but believing that your blessing is near. Do you know what it's like? Growing up broken than most, but still being devoted the most. Do you know what it's like? Yeah. What's going on, y'all? This is Justin Owens, Run The Play Show, where I help break down the top plays of success from top leaders, entrepreneurs, and personalities by sharing gems from their personal playbook. And of course, I'm always excited, but I'm really excited today. One, I just went through this whole process, so we're going to talk about it a little deeper. But today's guest is a nutritionist, exercise physiologist, doctor of pharmacy, and author of Vegication Over Medication, my brother, Dr. Bobby Price. How you feeling, man? Long time coming. Glad to be here, bro. Nice to have you here. You know, everybody call you Dr. Holistic, so we'll call you that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know yeah, Miss Bobby, sure. so his mama named him Bobby. I'm going to call him Bobby. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 but uh, glad to have you here, man. We've, uh, we've had, there we go. There's something floating in there. There we go. But glad to have you here, bro. I literally, I wanted to go through your program first. Yeah. So when we came on, I could talk about it. And you, you, you actually went through it, bro. Yeah, no, went through it. I did the yeah. whole thing. I actually did a couple extra days because I was feeling yep. so good. Yeah. So I went, I was like, let me have more after I go through this process. Because one, is questions I, I want to talk about. And then two, I think it's some misconceptions people have yeah. about the entire program. So I think we, we talk about it as well. Yeah, yeah. But before we get into that, I just need to know. All right. When we're talking about the ladies, you want a vegan lady or a non-vegan lady? Um, Non-plant-based or plant-based? I think that's a better term. Yeah. Preferably plant-based. Okay. You know, because I'll give you a few reasons. All right. Let's talk to me. First reason is... Anybody I get with, I have to think long term. Okay. You know, like, I think, like, as, as a younger man, my idea was this is fleeting. It could be in the moment. I'm yeah. cool with that. Yeah. But now it's like this could turn into forever. Yeah, yeah for It sure. could turn into a child. Yeah. And so as a result of that, I want somebody who values health. Okay. Not just for, you know, the sake of looking good, but also being good on the inside, too. So. Yeah. I get that. Uh, yeah, I like that's that. really important. Now, is it important for her to be like that already or be open to the idea of becoming? I'm, I'm actually open to both. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Preferably already there. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> but the, the I think the cool thing is I've been doing this for 12 years, mm-hmm. and I've been on my journey for 12 years. So, you know, anybody who's open to being healthier, happier, mm-hmm. and living a longer life, like, is going to always make sense. So Yeah. Yeah, as long as they're open to it, then, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm open to it. Got it. Now, you work for the FDA. I did. Right, okay. So, tell me about that. Was it stuff, well, whatever you can, I don't even know if you can talk about that <laughs> stuff. But, like, did you see things that concerned you? Is that what made you go down this path? Like, what, what did you learn there, and how did it affect what you do now? Yeah, so I worked for the FDA, and it was, it was, it was ill because I remember having to get clearance. I thought I was just, a, you know, applying, but then come to find out, you got to get, like, clearance to get get into the FDA so go through this process get this clearance level to work for the FDA and uh, you know you're excited because in my mind coming out of school like the idea was I want to heal my people yeah I want to take what I learned from them bring it back to my neighborhood 
spread that information and help people heal. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'm working there and I'm working in a program that we were initially creating. And the whole program was basically to create a 1-800 number and a website for people to call in or email in and tell about side effects of certain drugs. Hmm. And um, literally, I was talking to people on the phone sometimes. Sometimes I was looking at things in the database. And what I was discovering is that all of the information and the data was going into a black hole. There was nothing being done about it. Wow. And so um, it sort of made me feel like, well, this is... This is a waste of time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, um, but I learned a lot. I learned Mm -hmm. a lot about the drug process. I got to sit in on hearings, like literally drug companies coming in and saying, hey, here are the clinical trials. Here are people that were in those clinical trials, Uh, those people speaking on behalf of their experience, the Mm -hmm. drug company. So watching that uh, was very illuminating too, because now I get to see like, this isn't as complicated as I thought it was. Yeah. Uh, and it's definitely not as discretionary as I thought it was either. Hmm. So it was informative, and I think it was part of my journey. Yeah. You know, because, again, like, you, I started, and we'll go back to my original story, but, like, I started with the idea of, like, let me heal my people. Mm-hmm. And the only way I thought initially was through drugs, you know. Um, right. You know, uh, traditional medicine. And I'll probably more appropriately term that conventional medicine than tri- traditional. But uh, yeah, so I, I worked there and then I moved on. Man. <laughs> yeah. And how long were you there? Uh, I was only there a couple of months. Oh, uh, so you, you was in and out. You said, yeah, oh, yeah, in and out pretty much because um, A was one of my clinicals. Yeah. Uh, it was my fourth year in pharmacy school. And then B, like the idea of applying there afterwards, like stay, it was just like, nah, this isn't for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I I could see that. Yeah. Um, I have a pl- I have a question about the plant based piece because some people I use sometimes you see people joke about it on social media. It's like yeah, people saying they plant based or vegan. And I, I'm gonna ask you the difference between that. Let's yeah. start there. Yeah. Difference between the two is what? Well, well, man, everything becomes has become so deviled up, man. Yeah. Because initially, like when I I never really referred to myself as vegan, even though technically I am vegan. Got it. Yeah. And the reason why I never referred to myself as vegan because the vegan movement was created by a gentleman in the 1940s uh, by the last name of Watson, and the whole idea was based on the premise of being sort of uh, compassionate towards animal animals. Got it. Oh, yeah. It wasn't based on health at all. Yeah. 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 And so my idea of doing something in terms of Switching my diet was based on health. Yeah, that's why some people say I'm um, being a vegan. Sometimes it's almost like a religion in a sense because for some people it is like yeah, it was the I guess now I'm hearing the roots of it was to pl- protect animals and yeah yeah, yeah which which nothing's wrong with it because even in my journey I've evolved to a point where now like I have so much compassion for animals. Hmm. But like that wasn't that wasn't where I started at. Yeah, you know. So for me, I kind of stayed away from the the label because the label came with so much that didn't include me. Yeah. And I would go to like vegan festivals and we weren't represented there. Yeah. And so I said, okay, so that's not for me. So yeah. I, I just said, hey, I'm plant-based. I eat plants. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, you know, again, I started this 12 years ago. Yeah. And 12 years ago, it wasn't like, it wasn't cool Yeah. to be vegan, be plant-based, none of that. And uh, you couldn't go in the supermarket and buy all these products that you can see now. There wasn't all these restaurants. Yeah. And so as a result, like when you go in the store, if something was plant-based, it was plants. Yeah. But now when you go in, it's not just plants. 
Got a it. lot of it. So you're saying it was better when you initially started? Yeah, because yeah. like before, like if somebody was making something that was plant based, it was because healthy people wanted it. Yeah. Now it's based upon people who are vegan, who not necessarily their first priority is health. Their first priority is compassion towards animals. Got it. So now it, they take they you take the junk food move, movement over here with Oreos and Doritos, and you put it over here with vegans, and you just pull all the animal products out of it. Got it. What's up, y'all? This is Justin Owens from The Play Show. Y'all know what's happening. Listen, this episode is being brought to you by BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com forward slash RTP and get on your way to being your best self. Listen, some of y'all know you've seen the episodes seven years ago, almost seven years ago, literally going through a divorce, uh, tore my Achilles, I've had a, a challenge with the mentor that led to a lawsuit, and I was in the middle of a, a business change. And so, listen, it doesn't really matter if you're dealing with something that's major or traumatic or just a lot of things that was going on like I had going on, but whether you're dealing with decisions around your career, relationships, or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything else. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and set boundaries. So listen, if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, which was big for me to understand. Because listen, I'm, I travel a lot. So it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So it's very simple. Just go online, fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash RTP today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash RTP. Yeah, because I was going to ask you, that's kind of the joke you'll see online sometimes. People like people saying they plant-based or vegan, but they yeah. still overweight. Yeah. Like So why, why, why would that happen? Why would somebody do that and still be? That's a really great weight? question. So being a chemist, um, you know, initially when I came out of under, undergrad, you know, I worked for a food company, mm -hmm. and I got to understand how food is being made, how food is inspected, et cetera. And one of the things I took with me as I left that and then graduated pharmacy school and then went on to learn a lot about holistic medicine was that the thing that people weren't talking about was toxicity. Like, yeah. if you go, in your doc go to your doctor, like, that's the last thing they will ever mention unless you had a drug overdose, right? Yeah. But when you go into the grocery store and you look at most food and turn it on this label and look at the label, you, can, you can't pronounce most of that. Yeah. And what I started doing was, when I started my journey, was saying, you know what, I need to look at everything because sometimes something will actually say plant-based and then it'll have something like, you know, uh, eggs in it. You know, sometimes mm. it'll say plant-based, but it'll have like some milk powder in it. So I started reading labels for that purpose initially. Got it. But as I'm reading the labels, I'm reading, I'm like, that's how, this is chemistry. Mm. As I'm reading it, and most people, if they read it, they can't even pronounce half yeah. of it. It's thickening agents, emulsifiers, things of that nature. So as I'm reading it, I'm thinking about all the things that I did when I was in my chemistry program. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking about where would I use that in chemistry? And I'm like, I wouldn't use this in any type of food. Mm. So what happens with people who actually go vegan, a lot of them are eating a lot of the vegan junk food. And a lot of that is ultra-processed food, yeah, which that. means that it's loaded with a lot of chemicals. Yeah, you yeah, see what I'm saying? Yeah. Food chemicals, mm -hmm. thickening agents, emulsifiers, preservatives, dyes, things of that nature. 
These things go in the body. It preserves the food. It keeps it on the food, the shelf for a long time, but it doesn't preserve you. So what happens is when you're eating all of this processed food, the body's trying to figure out where to put all this toxicity once the food is bro broken down, right? Right. So in its ingenuity, it says, well, it can't be in the blood. If it goes in the blood, the blood goes everywhere. It goes to the brain. It goes to all the organs. It can't be in the blood. Okay? That's the river of life. All right? Can it be in the tissues? No, it can't be in the tissues. You put a lot of toxicity in the tissues, it's going to break the tissues down. So it says, I'm going to put it in fat. Mm. So toxicity loves fat. It goes into fat. Okay? So if somebody has got a little extra meat on them, then they're... They're going to be toxic. toxic. And they're going to be malnourished. Okay? Hmm. Which is almost like an oxymoron. Yeah. You know, because you would think somebody who's overweight... Overnourished. They're overnourished. But most people who are overweight, they actually don't eat a lot, despite what you see in the media and things of that nature. Mm. So what happens is the body stuffs all this toxicity in the fat. And then it will refuse to burn the fat because if you burn the fat, now the, the toxicity spills out into the blood. So that's why it holds on to all of the fat. It holds on to all of the toxicity because most people are constipated. Most people don't have healthy kidneys. Most people don't have a healthy liver function. Mm -hmm. So essentially, most people have bad skin. And these are all elimination organs. They eliminate things from the body. Hmm. So if those are clogged up, you burn the fat, then where is it going to go? Has nowhere yeah, to go. Has nowhere to go. So essentially what happens, you went vegan, you stopped eating meat and dairy, but you start eating a lot of processed foods. So as a result, the body is like, I can't let it go because if I let it go, the toxicity is just going to spill out into the body. Yeah. So it makes it very difficult. Even if they go to the gym, you see people. I see people at the gym who are overweight but super fit. Yeah. I mean, they can kill the workout, but they can't lose the weight. Yeah. And that's why. I've seen that too. Yeah. Now I will say for me, like, this is the first time, like, I've had, like, a big change in my body. Yeah. Because I worked out before and I never changed my diet. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, this I'm more into something, you know what I'm saying? Like it took me, it probably took me maybe two weeks. I was working out and during the whole detox, maybe two weeks where I started feeling better working out. I saw, I saw the folks yeah. too. I was like, bro, this is. <laughs> I uh, think that's where you yeah. and Neil called me. <laughs> yeah, I was like, bro, this is this is. A, it was a game changer. Like I work out stronger, work out longer. People were like, yo, you kind of like a machine. Yeah. But it wasn't it wasn't that way. I literally probably just started work like working out 30 days ago. Gotcha. gotcha. I used to hate it every day. Yeah. Only thing I can account to is like. Changing my diet and doing the the, the teas, they yes. they really helped out a lot. Yep. Which I do want to address some because everybody be like, oh, I don't know if I could do that because you can't eat the detox. Yeah, you can definitely eat. Yeah. you just have to eat plant based. Right. And you it'll be, the way the whole thing is set up, you got like a whole meal plan. I mean, you do really good by the way. Yeah, I like appreciate it. that. We bro. just bought another set of it because you know we do it again. But you told me every a person should do it every three to four months. Every three to four months, like an oil change. Yeah, yeah. And, and just think about that. You know, like. We have all of these processes for our cars and homes. Yeah. We change the oil on our cars every three to four months. Yep. We change the spark plugs. We change the wires. We change the brakes, the tires. Mm -hmm. We have no processes like that for our bodies to maintain our health. Yeah. You know. Same people go years without doing anything. Anything. You know, yeah. occasionally having a healthy meal. Yeah. 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 Now, I would tell y'all it's bitter. Like, you know, you told me it was bitter. I was yeah. like, oh. I've had a couple of teas with no sugar. <laughs> Listen, it's weird because it's like, uh, it's very bitter, but it does get better. Yep. You know, uh, how I started doing it in my head, I was like, okay, I've taken shots of alcohol right. and they don't taste good either. I mean, they're horrible. 
disgusting. So I literally <laughs> my head like, okay, this is like a shot of good stuff going into my body. Yep. And I just started sipping on it. It, it was some of it was a mindset change, and some of it was like an actual taste bud change. Cause yeah. Like, the parasite one, I think it is the clear yeah. one. That one I really like. I could just sip on that all day. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah. Uh, the the tummy one took me a little bit of time to get used. And to it's it. interesting you say that because it's different for everybody. Yeah. Most people actually say the parasite is the worst for them. Wow. You know, and I always say like herbs because the detox is essentially just herbs. Yeah. Herbs know exactly what you need for your body. You know, like in scripture, it says herbs were made for the healing of the earth. In this case, earth being our bodies. Hmm. And so whatever one that is most bitter for you is the one you need the most. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the parasite candida got a lot of parasites, got a lot of yeast in the body, the liver, the kidneys, the lymphatic system is backed up. Then that one will be very bitter to you. Tommy Tetox, if you got gut issues. Yeah. If you got craving issues, if you're constipated, that's going to be the one that's most bitter to you. Got it. Now, I have a question because the other thought process is like, listen, it's, I don't make enough money to be plant-based because the concept is, is very expensive. Yeah. What is what is your response to that? I, 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 I absolutely refute that. Okay. Let, me, let me tell you why. Because... People look short-sighted at it. They look in the moment at what they're spending on one meal. But they don't think about it. If you eat more plants, you're going to be less hungry. You're going to eat less meals. Okay? So you may spend a little bit more money on the one meal, but in the long run, you only eat two meals a day instead of three. Mm -hmm. Okay? So that's one thing. The other thing that is really, really important, especially for our community, because we suffer from so many chronic illnesses, we're actually leading in every category. Wow. And even with black women, black women are number one when it comes to heart disease. That's the number one killer of human beings. And black women, African-American women specifically, are number one. Wow. So when you think about that at the end of the day, you know, like when you think about how sick we are, when you think about our neighborhoods Mm -hmm. that are flooded with fast food, that have no healthy food around us, when you think about the fact that now we have more dialysis clinics in our neighborhoods than McDonald's. Wow. It costs more to be sick than to be healthy, right? Yeah, that's a fact. You know, and, and not just, you know, time off from work, but think about it. It costs a diabetic $16,000, 16 to $17,000 every year to be a diabetic. Extra money, okay? Don't think of, also think about the amount of time you lose in your life. Mm-hmm. You understand? Like, think about the amount of medications you have to take yeah. and pay the co-pays for. Thinking about the increase in your insurance, because if you get a new insurance, you have to go in, get your blood pressure checked, get your blood sugar checked. Mm-hmm. And then they're basing that. They can adjust your your uh, your rate, your premium based on that. Wow. Now, I know Obamacare had done a lot to kind of adjust for that, but they still do it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You they know, find a way to do it. Even yeah. life insurance. Mm-hmm. Life yeah. insurance, where you get life insurance. You got to get a physical. You got to get a physical. You see what I'm saying? So, like, people aren't are only looking at the cost right now because they're comparing it to buying junk food. Got it. They're comparing it to buying something that is not healthy for them. Hmm. You know, understand? But when yeah. you start to look at it, like, I, I look at health like this. You're either making health deposits or you're making health withdrawals. Okay? So every wow. time you make a, a food choice, look at your plate. Did I make a health deposit or did I make a health withdrawal? Mm-hmm. And I think what you'll see is people are making so many withdrawals from their health 
eventually what happens is the bank has to cash in. Mm. And that's chronic illness. That's, you know, like whatever it may be for you, you know. Yeah. And the biggest thing I'll, I, I would say is this. However your health is, when you bring a child in, the, in this world, that's the health that you give your child. Yeah. That's the genetics that you give your child. Yeah. Okay. It's not, it's, it's passed on, not based upon what your mom gave you, but it's also passed on based upon the habits that you had up to conceiving a child too. Yeah. And I li- I literally just went to this, uh, like a whole food nutrition doctor. He gives you like whole food supplements and he was like, your organs can never be better than the, the organs of your mom at the time that she gave you birth. Yep. So if she had heart challenges or stuff like whatever that is, that's passed yeah. down doing that, that whole process. I, I like, I've never even thought about it. Yeah. So it, it makes it even more important. Yeah. To Gen- stay on top. It's, yeah. it's generational wealth now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's strong. So, all right. So how does somebody eat plant-based on a budget? Well, here's the thing. You can't eat junk food, like vegan junk food. Yeah. So what would be some things, what would be some examples of vegan junk food? Like getting the ice cream. Like you go get that vegan ice cream, it's like eight, ten dollars Yeah. Just for a little something of ice cream. Yeah. So when you're buying that, the faux meats and things like that, it's expensive. Yeah. Like all of these things are very expensive, especially when most people are comparing it to like cheap meat. Yeah. You understand? Like that meat, that animal was cut up like months, if not years ago. And has been sitting in a refrigerator and what people don't think about, this is how I think about it. Like if I were to, to die right now and my body would lay on this floor and decompose, it would break down. That's the yeah. natural process of things. Mm-hmm. That's how it's supposed to happen. All right. You don't think that that meat is not breaking down? Like it's not this infinite thing that could last forever. Even if you put it in the freezer, like, yeah. It can't last forever. It's decomposing. It's breaking down. And once it gets to the grocery store, they're spraying this red dye on it to make it look, you know, <laughs> like palatable. You understand? So what I tell people is it's really important for them to understand that you have to look at the quality of choice that you're making. You know, so like when I'm thinking about when you're thinking about budgeting, you go in there and you buy this cheap meat or you buy this you know, combination of ingredients. You know, I have a, a, a recipe book, but combination of maybe five ingredients that can make you a plant-based burger or something like that. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or you buying oyster mushrooms that you can make, um, you know, mushroom chicken with. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So, like, that's how I look at it is, like, when you're buying whole ingredients, mm-hmm. when you're buying, you know, stock ingredients like a quinoa or you're going out and buying kale every three days or whatever type of green lettuce you want to have a salad with, mm-hmm. when you're buying like that, the other thing that you're not doing is you're not wasting food. Most people throw away 25% of the food that they buy. Yeah. 25%. Mm-hmm. So that's 20, th- let's say you had a $1,000 budget per month on food, $250 of it is going out the window into the trash every month. Whereas if you're buying yeah, something that is fresh, or buying something that is a stock item like some chickpeas or some lentils or something yeah, like yeah. that, you don't have to worry about that. So yeah, that's what I sure. tell people is, you know, like eat whole foods, not whole foods like the supermarket, yeah, yeah. but like foods <laughs> that have one ingredient. Eat foods like that. And what you'll notice is that it is very cheaper to actually be plant-based. What food has one ingredient? Like fruit? Yeah, like fruit, like chickpeas, like quinoa. 
like uh, bell peppers, yeah, you know, yeah, mushrooms. Yeah. That's one ingredient. That's a whole food. It's not segmented up. You don't have to have a label with it. Like when you go get kale, there's no label. It's just kale, one ingredient. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's how we're supposed to eat food. But because we've been eating like this for the last 50 years, processed foods, our understanding of food has changed. Yeah. It's not the original idea of food. Yeah. I saw some, I don't know what it was on the internet, but it said something like, our, it may have been on your page, but it's saying something like our diet is so bad that we consider eating good dieting. Yeah. Which is like, yeah. 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 That's right. Like, and just think about that for a second. Like, when somebody's, I'm going to juxtapose that, go on the other end. Mm. When somebody usually says to you, man, I ate good today, what does that really mean? They ate soul food. I ate bad. (laughs) (laughs) You see what I'm saying? Like, our idea is warped around nutrition and health. Hmm. Like, it's totally the opposite. And that's why so many people will readily say, gotta die of something. Like, when when I'm trying to, like, convince them, like, yo, like, you don't have to have diabetes. You don't have to have high blood pressure. You don't have to suffer with digestive issues. They're like, well, I love this food. I gotta die of something. Yeah. And you see that negative relationship, they're in love with something that is killing them. You see what I'm saying? So that's why it's so important for us to change our mindset. Wow. When you started down this path, you said 12 years ago. Yeah. When you started, did you ever want to quit? No, but, but and this is one thing I always teach people, you gotta have a why. Okay. Like. When we, we're entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. When you get a business, you better know your why. Yeah. Because it, it, there's going to be a point it's not going to go well. Yeah, that's And true. when it doesn't go well, you need to have that why there to reinforce why you're doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So my big why was, you know, like, I remember, like, in the 10th grade, I lost all my grandparents by the time I was in the 10th grade. <laughs> and, okay. you know, I was there when my grandmother, my maternal grandmother died, and I was in love with this lady. And... um I show up, I'm, I'm like at a basketball camp here at Georgia Tech, and my cousins call me and they tell me, you need to come home, I don't think grandmother's gonna make it. So I come home, and I'm in the room, everybody's surrounding the bed, they're crying, and uh, I spoke to her maybe for like a minute, and then I could just tell she was just holding on, so I was like, Grandma, you can leave, and she died in that moment. And when she died, I said to myself, like, I gotta be something for my family, like to help with this. Now, when we had the funeral, I remember her mother, my great-grandmother, showed up at the funeral. She was 105. Now, imagine this. My grandmother is 67 at the time of her death. Mm -hmm. Her mother, my great-grandmother, walks in at 105. And I'm sitting there as a 15-year-old kid thinking to myself, like, this isn't right. Mm -hmm. Like, it's supposed to be the other way around. And it made me constantly question, like, why did she live to 105? Like, what was right. her secret? Yeah, because you would have had another 60-some years. Yeah, and I had... Oh, yeah. yeah, you see what I'm saying? But it, it, I eventually took a job in Japan uh, where I had the opportunity to study people who live to 100, no disease, eat primarily a plant-based diet. I lived there for four and a half years. Wow. Okay? While I was there, what I learned was their lifestyle was my great-grandmother's lifestyle. Okay. She lived on a farm. She mm-hmm. ate mostly the food from around the house. She worked manually throughout the day outside in the sun. You know, she was stress-free. All of those principles were the same principles that the people in Okinawa 
were living by. Wow. And that's why she lived to 105. My grandmother, on the opposite end, cooked every morning with Jimmy Dean sausages, Crisco, mm -hmm. um, those pop-open biscuits, yep. all processed foods. So it told me that was, that was the issue. Hmm. And then that gave me my why. It was like, okay, so had I known what I knew now, I could have saved my grandmother. So this started when you were 15, you said? 15, 16. 15 was the initial nudge. Yeah. That was the initial nudge, nudge to figure out what am I going to do to help people with health. Mm -hmm. That was the initial nudge. Wow. So having that nudge, when I, there were moments where, you know, like when you go plant-based, you got friends, y'all going out. They don't care you plant-based. Yeah. They're not choosing a restaurant or anywhere based upon the options. And so there were a lot, a lot of challenging times where I go out and I don't have a drink in my hand and there's nothing on the menu for me to eat. So I'm just sitting there. And so those are challenging times. But yeah. at the end of the day, it was, you know, like there's a tug that says, why are you so uncomfortable with not having a drink in your hand? Why can't you eat before you come here? Yeah. Why can't you talk to your friends who love you and say, hey, bro, can we go somewhere where there's at least two options for me? All right, cool. We can yeah. do that. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So that was the shift for me. Got it. So never thought about quitting. You know, it happens, guys. You know, you might quit. I started. I'm not, I'm, it would help me through the detox. You said don't think about making this a lifetime decision when you start detox. Yes. Just go about it for 30 days. Yep. Then when I did it for 30 days, I was like, okay, I could definitely probably do this. Yeah. You know, then I did I did add back in fish afterwards. Yeah. But even sometimes I eat it, I'd be like, I really didn't even need the fish to really enjoy this meal. It's still like, it's like. You just wanted to have it. Yeah. yeah. That's, sometimes it's like, okay, all right, so I just got completely just start phasing it out, which I think that's, a, for me it was like, what it definitely has done is I've definitely made way healthier decisions about food. Yeah. It's like night and day from last year. Right. You know, so, but you know, as entrepreneurs, it's like I tell people all the time, you gotta take care of your health. Yeah. As people, you gotta take care of your health because, you know, we only get one body. Yep. And you know, if you don't take care of yourself as an entrepreneur, there is no way you can take care of your family. Yeah, there's no way you can take care of your business. Indeed. Yeah. And if you don't take care of your body, listen, and you go out here and make all this money, you're gonna spend all that money, try to get your body right. Your yeah, number one asset. I mean, just look at Steve Jobs. Yeah. Billionaire. Mm -hmm. Got pancreatic cancer. There was no amount of money that could save him. Hmm. It always goes back to your habits, your wow. choices, hmm. and. Unfortunately, people aren't making powerful choices. Yeah, they're making choices that are like flip of the moment. Mm -hmm. They're flipping a coin every time they they go to the restaurant. Yeah, and you know, so like I just think it's about being conscious. Yeah, the the more you raise raise your level of awareness and your consciousness when you go into the restaurant, you're gonna seek out a healthier option. That's true. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's really about that because I I truly believe that. Eating, living healthy is an act of self-love. Mm -hmm. You know, so like the more you do it, the more love you give yourself. Yeah. And the more self-love you have, the more self-worth you're going to have, the more value you're going to have for yourself. So it, it's all tied to each other. So that can only make you a better entrepreneur. Yeah. It can only make you a better brother, a better husband, mm -hmm. a better mentor, et yeah. cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Got it. So selfishly, because I know some of y'all selfishly, 
this way I make decisions, but like, okay, does eating plant-based, does that help guys like their libido? Mm. Oh, you yeah. Know, does it help? Okay. Because, you know, some people might like, okay. Boy. Yo, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. So, I remember when I, my first journey, so like, it was like the first three months, and I remember like, the girl at the time that I was dating, man, I lost a lot of weight in a very short amount of time. Mm-hmm. Like, I just started eating healthy in a matter of like 60 days. I normalized my blood pressure. Mm-hmm. I got rid of my sleep apnea. Wow. And I lost 45 pounds. Okay. Wow. In 60 days. And I did the detox then. That's when I created the detox. Yeah, okay. okay. That's what I was going to yeah. ask you. Yep. And so... um I remember the girl at the time, like, so I, I was like 45 pounds heavier than I am now, mm-hmm. but it was, it looked like a football 45. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked yeah, like, different 45. like people used to always happen. you play football or something? And so it didn't look like I was fat, but I definitely didn't have a visible neckline. Yeah, yeah, I'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> but I distinctly remember, like, my girl at the time, my ex, she didn't like the weight loss. She was just like. Yeah, you getting skinny and mm-hmm. this is crazy. It happened so quick. I felt like it happened overnight. But she was like, Yeah, the bedroom makes it all worth it. And I, <laughs> and I was thinking to myself, like, wait, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How was it before that? Right, exactly. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So a lot of men, unfortunately, are under the impression that they're doing well in the bedroom because women are very gracious to us. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, we had a conversation around it, but I'll tell you, like, a lot of a lot of women who bring their men to me are bringing them to under the guise of getting healthy to improve in the bedroom. Mm. And the reason why that's so important is because whenever you, you have erectile dysfunction or impotence, it is a sign of cardiovascular issues. Mm. Okay, because that's a blood flow issue. Yeah, that's how Viagra works. Yeah, Viagra increases blood flow. Okay, so anytime you have a blood flow issue, that's a cardiovascular issue. Yeah, you understand? So like that's just the canary in the in the coal mine, so to speak. So, yeah, it definitely helps a lot. You know, what what about women? Is there a difference for them? Yeah, same way. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know what what PG level, (laughs) (laughs) but I'll I'll say this like. I like to experience my woman yeah, yeah. in every facet I possibly can. Mm-hmm. So she literally has to say, oh, okay, you can't do this or you yeah. can't do that. Mm-hmm. And what I can tell you is that the aroma is different, the the feel is different, mm-hmm. uh, the smell is different. Like, so much is different. Yeah. And uh, so much can be appreciated the same way when a guy <laughs> get healthy. I mean, it's so- a massive with words. <laughs> To me, that's, that's a real part of life. It's you know real. what I'm saying? And it's like, there are some people that are dealing with issues, and it's like, they probably never thought, man, it's my diet. Yeah, and they're dealing with it silently. Yeah. Men are dealing with it silently. Like, yeah. you know, I talk to men all the time when they have issues in the bedroom, and they're trying to figure it out, mm-hmm. and the, the, the girlfriend or the wife is trying to help them figure it out. Mm-hmm. Or vice versa. Like, sometimes it's, you know, like, woman has an issue. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe her periods are extended. Yeah. You know, 13 to 14 days. I've seen it that much. Or maybe she has fibroids wow. or, or endometriosis. So it's painful during sex. So mm-hmm. all of these issues are things that can be adjusted. And some many, te- many cases reverse when you change your diet, starting getting toxicity out of your body, yeah. cleansing, 
And I literally, you know, we were doing a 30-day group detox. Mm -hmm. I've literally had at least six or seven couples who were basically infertile and were taking fertility drugs and still weren't able to get pregnant, did the detox and got pregnant during the detox. Wow. That's so, a testimonial. So it just tells you that when the body is healthy, when the body is clean, it can repair itself. It can heal itself. Hmm. And the thing is, is that when the body isn't healthy, when the body is toxic, it's not a fertile ground to actually create new life. Got it. You see what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Now, I've seen some of these things, and I want to get your thoughts on it, where it's like eating for your blood type. And some people, they like, well, my blood type, I have to have meat. Yeah. What are, you, what are your thoughts on that? I think, um, I think it's a little bit misguided because I get this question all the time. Yeah. I think if you have the blood type, I believe it's O, I can't remember. But if you have the blood type that says you need to eat meat, I think it just simply means that you need to have more protein. Got it. And here's the important thing. All protein initially comes from plants. Okay? I want you to think about this for just a moment. What are the three primary animals that people eat? Chicken, beef, fish, pork. Okay. okay. You look at all of those animals, do any of, are any of them carnivores? No. None of them eat meat. So if you're eating something that didn't require meat to build its own protein, then why do you need to eat that to create your own protein? <laughs> hey, this man, hey, you think it. You see stuff. what I'm saying? Yeah. And then when you think about it, some of the strongest animals in the animal kingdom, gorilla, mm -hmm. monkeys, uh, rhino, mm -hmm. elephant, ox, mm -hmm. strong as an ox, none of them eat meat. Some of the strongest animals in the animal kingdom. So we wow. take one example like the lion and say, okay, we're supposed to eat meat. Not understanding that most animals don't actually eat meat. You understand? Mm. And then when you start to think about even our biology, like you think about how a lion is set up or carnivores are set up, they always have teeth to match to be able to kill meat. Yeah. We don't. They also have a jaw that can only collapse this way. It can't go this way like mm -hmm. ours can. Your jaw going side to side is in indicative of you being an herbivore. You eat plants. You understand? When you look at our digestive system, yeah. the digestive system of a lion is about seven feet long when you lay it out. The digestive system of an herbivore or a plant eater is going to be somewhere between 20 and 35 feet. Guess mm -hmm. what? Ours is between 20 and 35 feet. So our biology is set up for plants. You understand? Yeah. But it's just a matter of, I think what happens is if you look at our paleo ancestors, they went through a time of famine. Mm -hmm. During a time of famine where nothing is growing, then you eat, they ate meat. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? But it doesn't mean that they were the most successful version of us. Yeah. The most successful wow. version of us was probably the Egyptians. Mm -hmm. And if you look at history, Egyptians were vegetarian. And vegetarian was probably vegan because cows didn't exist in Africa. You understand that? Yeah. So, I mean, deep. when you start to really think about it and go beyond the jargon that we're being taught, like got milk, mm -hmm. you know, like you remember the milk mustaches yeah, with all the athletes? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You notice you don't see that anymore? Yeah. It's illegal. They did studies and they found out that milk actually does not do a body good. Milk actually causes you to leach calcium from the bones, making the bones more brittle. 
So that's why you don't see those commercials I anymore. About that. Yeah. You see what I'm yeah. saying? So like, there's a lot of things that we've been taught. That's why in my book, Vegetation Over Medication, the tagline is the myth, lies, and truth about food and modern medicine. Because there's a lot of things that we've been taught. I mean, even you look at the the uh, remember back in the day they used to have the what was the food pyramid? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You look at what they have today; it's totally different. Yeah, it's not yeah. the same anymore. But people still have the mindset of the food pyramid. You understand? So there's a lot of things that we have to kind of. Yeah. So a lot unlearn. of it has comes down to we were miseducated. Miseducated, and uh, unfortunately, um, our culture has shifted too. Got it. You know, like our great grandparents all had gardens. Yeah. You say our great grandparents all worked outside. Mm-hmm. You know, like. Yeah. All of our culture has shifted, and then when you think about the food industry, like when you go into a supermarket today, 80% of it is processed foods. It's on the shelf in a box bag, can, jar. Mm-hmm. But if you go back 70 years ago, there were no supermarkets. Yeah. You know, you had to literally go get fresh food every day. Yep. Because 70 years ago, there were no refrigerators. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So, like, what are you going to put in the refrigerator? It's got to be fresh yeah. when you cook. It had to be from scratch. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? So we're so far away from that, unfortunately, that, you know, that's why we're so sick. And that's why 75% of Americans are either overweight or obese. Yeah, that's different. Let's talk about when you created the detox. So tell me about that face. So you like, all right, you're at the house one day. You're like, all right, you know, I'm going to make my own detox. They're like you know, because like you see stuff like maybe like a smooth move tea. Yeah, for sure. Something like that. Yeah, like, this is nothing like yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's not at all. <laughs> so like, how did it how did it come about? Because it's a very unique. Like even when you open a bag, it's like you can tell it's like all healthy stuff. Yeah. So um, what I didn't tell you is the same year I lost all of my grandparents. That same year I got diagnosed with high blood pressure at sixteen. At 16. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I got diagnosed. I was going on a routine physical to play sports. And uh, the nurse told me, she was like, your blood pressure is elevated. So she was like, you got to come back tomorrow. Came back tomorrow, still elevated. Came back the next day, still elevated. She mm. was like, you got high blood pressure. Now, this is despite the fact I only had like 5% body fat. I yeah. was super athlete. Didn't even matter. Okay, so I got diagnosed when I was 16. All right, fast forward, graduate from pharmacy school, go through this whole upheaval of looking at basically my community working in the hospital People in their 30s come in with heart attacks, strokes, et cetera. And I'm thinking to myself, well, what is going on? I got high blood pressure at 16. I'm seeing people in their 30s have strokes and heart attacks. That's probably going to be me. Yeah. What is the real issue? Because I'm like, whatever we're doing is not working. Mm -hmm. The food industry is not working. The medical industry is not working. I'm in it, but I know it's not working. I can see it. It's not working. So I said, all right, I got to step outside of the box and figure out what's really going on. And as I'm like trying to figure out what's going on, the only thing I could point to was, A, <clears throat> we're toxic. Yep. You know, being working as a food chemist, I get to see it. Yeah. You know, being a chemist, I get to see that we use specific machinery that I literally use like gas chromatography or spectroscopy. And I can literally see what points in the brain are inflected when you eat certain foods. And then I can take that information and make a synthetic version of a real food. So that's, that's this is why you can get, you know, watermelon chips. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And so, like, as I'm thinking about that, I'm like, damn, I know what it is. In my undergrad, we learned two sides of chemistry. 
inorganic, which is synthetic chemistry, and then we learn organic, mm-hmm. which is us living life. Yeah. I'm like, I'm on the wrong side of chemistry. This is man-made chemistry. The food is chemistry. The medicine is chemistry. Yep. It's all man-made chemistry. I'm on the wrong side of chemistry. Let me go on over to the living side of chemistry, which is biochemistry. Yeah. Wow. The food needs to be living. The medicine needs to be living. Mm-hmm. Okay, so where's living food? I had to redefine that. Living food is something that still has life in it. Okay? Got it. If you overcook it, it's now dead. Okay? Oh, okay. So Even if you overcook it. Because so it's almost the, like a raw vegan or raw... That's the highest form of food. Okay. Because the highest temperature I think ever recorded on Earth was like 138 degrees. So anything above 138 degrees is going to cook it, right? Yeah. All right. So I'm like, all right, so I need to eat living food. Okay. That's biochemistry. (laughs) What is living medicine? Okay. Herbs. That's the medicinal medicine. Yeah. I mean, you read the Bible. Herbs were made for the healing of the earth. Yeah. Okay, and then it told us what the fruit was, Genesis 1 and 29. It said, I will give you every seed-bearing tree to have its fruit. So it told us what the food was. Yep. It told us what the medicine was in the first chapter, and you didn't need to go past that to know what the food was. So I said, all right, that's what I'm doing. Hmm. I'm going to eat real live food. I'm going to use herbal medicine. And I had already got like a herbal certification mm-hmm. in uh, pharmacy school. And so I just applied that and remembered a lot of the things that I used to see on my great-grandmother's farm Mm -hmm. and put the detox together. Wow. Wow. All right, so let's now talk about the business side, right? Because you're still an entrepreneur. Oh, 100%. We had to talk about the health stuff, but now now you're an entrepreneur, so now it's like, okay. Because I want to talk to the people that's like, all right, I have a good product. Yeah. You had a good product. Yeah. But now how did you start learning how to get your message out there you're doing an incredible job branding and marketing. Like, yeah. how did you learn that process? Any tips you can share with entrepreneurs on yeah. this space? Man, so I was in, so I lived in Japan for four years mm-hmm. and then I traveled for like two years. Yep. And when I was traveling, one of the places I went to was South Africa to learn about herbal medicine. Mm-hmm. And when I was there, there was this lady who had a raw restaurant there and I went in for like a, a class to learn how to make raw food. Mm-hmm. And when I'm there, I'm just, I'm teaching because it's just second nature. So, like, yep. I'm telling people, well, this food has this, so this is why you need to eat this. You eat this food with this because it'll stimulate, you know, um, you know, the fat to break down in the food. Like, I'm just yeah. educating people. And um, when I left, um, she was like, hey, I, can you come back and do that every day? I said, like, can you feed me free every yes. day? So I was like, cool. So we did that for about two weeks, and when I got ready to leave, she was like, she was like asking me my story. And when I told her, she was like, you probably had the, one of the most amazing stories I've ever heard in my life. Wow. And she was like, what are you planning to do? And I was like, I'm going back to the States. I got to write this book and teach people. And so she was like, you need to lead always with your story. And so what I, one of the things I tell entrepreneurs is you got to know how to, um, one, tell your story. Mm-hmm. But you also got to know how to write your, write your story, too. Like every day you get up and you're writing a chapter in your book. Okay. So like for me, when I was on my journey, when she told me that, I was like, damn, she's right. Like when I'm I'm writing my book that I've sold like 50,000 copies of, and I'm thinking to myself, like, this, my story isn't good enough. Even though she just told me, I said, so you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to Honduras where Dr. Sabi's village is. So I, I put that in my story and I did it. 
Wow. And then it was Did you like, meet him? I didn't. Oh. What, what happened was when I went to see him, it was during the time where he got in, in prison. Yep. And uh, so... Unfortunately, he passed away. Yeah, you know. But again, that's part of my story. Yeah, and I just kept doing that. Like went to Peru and did this, and just traveling, doing, going back to Africa and mm. going to Asia, etc. Lived in India for six months and learned yoga, yoga and meditation. And I'm realizing, I'm like, damn, I get to write my own story. So if you read my book, Vegetation Over Medication, you're gonna hear my story in there. But what's really important it was. When she told me that, I understood that I was writing my story by how I was living my life, okay? So every day, no matter what your business is, you need to wake up and understand, what could I do to write the next chapter in my story mm -hmm. of my business yep. that could take it to the next level? And that's what I always do. So that's yep. the first thing. The other thing I think is really important, I did, I think this is the best thing that I did Instead of focusing on getting thousands of followers, I focused on the people who showed up for me. Okay. So, yeah. like, I was traveling and showing people, hey, I'm in Honduras, hey, I'm in India, hey, I'm in Sri Lanka. I'm, I was showing them what I'm doing, so I got, like, 3,000 followers. Mm -hmm. But what I did was I invited them over to my new page that was going to be all about business, and I probably got 1,000 people to show up from that. Mm -hmm. But only 50 people really were showing up to like likes and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And it, I said, you know what? Instead of trying to focus on these 950 people who aren't paying attention or I don't know are paying attention, yeah. I'm going to focus on the 50. So that's all I did from the beginning. If, if somebody kept showing up, I remembered their name. If somebody... More like lives and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I remembered their name. If they sent me a DM and had a question, I answered it. And when I got ready to start a, um, a membership program, guess who I invited? The 50. 50. Guess how many came? 50. Wow. You see what I'm saying? So like, I focused on them. And now every time I do a live, well, you'll notice every time I do a live, people mm -hmm. think these people are paid. They're not paid. <laughs> this is like the now 200, 300 people who have been along this journey with me for so long, who have done my detox, read my book. I mean, they literally, if you ask a question, watch my lives. They're going to be in there answering them for me. Wow. I don't pay them. Like, they're just part of my membership program wow. that I call my tribe family. So I think that's a really important part that a lot of entrepreneurs don't do. They don't know who their people are. Hmm. And even if my business collapsed today, you know, God forbid, because I'm doing God's work, but even if my business collapsed today, guaranteed I'm gonna have those 400 people. Wow. You know, they're gonna show up for me. We're gonna, I'm gonna say, look, they said I can't sell herbs no more. Mm -hmm. All right, so this is what we're doing now. I'm gonna invest all my energy into you. You see what I'm saying? So like, I think that's a very important part of business too. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing is I invested in myself, man. Like, yeah. when I tell you like, I remember my first book signing, I ran out of money before the book signing because it cost so much, like the whole process. Yeah. And I remember I ordered books. I ordered like 400 books. I, I was like, you know what? Put all the chips in on the yeah. table. I'm going to sell 400 books. Yep. Man, the book signing was already scheduled. They called me like three days before the book signing. I was like, the books aren't going to make it. To the book signing? Yeah. So I literally right. was about to cancel the book signing. And then 2 or 3 a.m. in the morning, I woke up and something was like a local printer. It just said local printer. 
and I started going online saying local printer for books. Found one, called them at 8 a.m. As soon as they opened, I was like, look, this is what I got going on. I don't have, I got $200, but I need at least 300 books. Mm -hmm. Can you please help me? He said, you know what? If you give me a ticket to come to the book signing, I'll print the books for you. Mm. He printed the books for me. I had maybe 100 tickets sold. And by the, the day of the event, I sold out the event. So he came and I literally paid him back at the book signing. Wow. And then as soon that, so that book signing, I had detoxes there. I didn't even expect them to sell. Like they were literally just there for decoration mm -hmm. because nobody knew about the detox. Wow. <clears throat> and everybody bought every detox. So I literally took the cash out of the cash box and paid, paid him back. And then I took that money and went and bought more books instead of like saying I yeah. got money. Mm -hmm. Nah, I went and bought more books immediately. And then the books that didn't come came in. And then I set up event at the event at the event at the event and just start selling the books. So that's what I mean by like, don't wait for people to invite you to events, to invite you to podcasts. Don't wait for that. Create that kind of following that I talked about, like yeah. that tenacious 10 or Mm -hmm. Vivacious 50 yeah. and invite them everywhere mm -hmm. and tell them to invite their people. And that's what kept happening. I would invite my 50 out. That 50 would invite at least two people. So then I got 150 people at the event. You see what I'm saying? And yeah, just kept doing that. That's smart. So marketing-wise, you put out a ton of content. Yeah. How, what is your content like? You know, cause some people struggle with, with the post, with the say. Yeah. What is your content process now, and how long does it take you to, to put all that together? Man, uh, <laughs> it ain't nothing, man. Like, really? I'll, I'll tell you, what I do is, you know, I go, if a lot of people just ask me questions, like, it's hard for, it's hard for me to answer my phone. Yeah. Because most of the time when people are calling, like, it's a health question. <laughs> and I don't want to say it's a burden, but what it is is, like, I like I, I would much rather hello and how you doing and that sort of thing. So, yeah. you know, like a lot, I get the opportunity to hear a lot of people's problems. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? And people are asking me and telling me what's going on with the situation, and I get to dive into that. Mm -hmm. You know, because these are people I care about, and so it becomes content. You know, it's like right. okay, I got this stomach issue, and the doctor did this, and we tried this, and that didn't work, and did you do this, and what's going on with you here? And by the time we come to a solution, I'm like, okay, I need to tell people about this. So that's one way. Got it. Um, the other way is uh, when I do produce content, content creates content. Okay. So when you go into the comments, that's your content. That's your co content. Yeah. Okay. People say stuff, respond. People going to ask, ask, have yeah. questions. People going to respond. People going to say, that happened to me too. Mm -hmm. And this is what I did. Or that happened to me too, and I did this, and it worked. So the, the content creates con content as well, too. And then the other thing is just, to be honest with you, is like divine downloads, to be honest with you. I, I pray and meditate a lot. Mm -hmm. And mostly in meditation, a lot of things will come to me and say, like, we have to talk about this. And then that's the content I put together. Like, I just put together this video where I was talking about salmon. Mm -hmm. And um, I was talking about how a lot of times it has parasites in it and people don't know about Even it. Even cooked salmon. Even cooked salmon. And so um, I was showing, like, people, like, killed me about the video initially. Mm -hmm. So then I had to create another video to show them, like, I'm not telling you this so you can 
you know, I'm not trying to make you feel bad about eating salmon. I'm just trying to show you like what the truth is. Wow. And so uh, I saw him like I had went to Seattle. And when I was in Seattle, I was on this river. And I'm, as I'm on the river, I see this bear. And I'm like, that's a big bear. bear. Mm -hmm. And I see like this string, white string hanging out of the back of the bear. So I'm like trying to figure out what it is. So I go to Google, like trying to figure out what it is. And I was like, oh, those are typically tapeworms. And I'm like, well, where would a bear get tapeworms? So I go do my research and get it from the salmon. Well, where does the salmon get the tapeworm? And then what happens is in the river, you have the parasites. The salmon lays their eggs in the river, and then the parasite infuses themselves into the eggs of the salmon. Wow. So you see what I'm saying? Like, I'll go and do a video like that to now educate the people who are killing me yeah. on the last video. Yeah. <laughs> so wow. sometimes, that's what I'm saying, content will create content, and then sometimes I just get, you know, divine downloads about what I should do next. Yeah, what, like, what's your definition of meditation? Like, is it just, I mean, I'm sitting still? Like, mm -hmm. what, what is, how, do, how do you meditate? My, my, I define it by praying is when you speak to God, meditation is when you listen to God. Okay. Okay? And, um, you know, so my form of meditation is a quiet room, a dark room, and I focus on my breath because the breath is life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, you can go seven days without seven to 10 days without water. Mm -hmm. I've gone 45 days without food, mm -hmm. uh, but you can go two to three minutes without air. Life is gone. So the string yeah. of life is breath. OK. Yeah. So I'm focusing on my breath during that time. And then it's like shallow breaths just in my nose, out my mouth. Got it. Okay. Okay. Because we're we're not supposed to breathe in our mouth. That's a whole nother conversation. But the mouth is a backup to if your nose gets obstructed and something hits it and it's clogged up. Now you can breathe through your mouth because it's so important. Dang, but you're not supposed to mouth breathe. Yeah. Okay. So in my nose, out my mouth. Uh, and then you know I'm just waiting. You know I'm waiting for the downloads and. I'll, people always say, like, when you get quiet and you start meditation, your brain gets very busy. It gets that monkey brain. Mm -hmm. You start thinking about an itch here and stuff you got to do in 10 minutes and mm -hmm. what they said yesterday and that person that cut you off and track it. That's the monkey brain. That will eventually go away. And then when that goes away, you hear a voice. Now, then when you get to that, now there's two voices. You got the lower lower self telling you something, and you got the higher self telling you something. The higher self is God. And I always tell people the beautiful thing about how you distinguish between the two is that God always first speaks with alignment. Everything that is spoken to you yeah. aligns with you becoming the highest version of yourself. Got it. The second thing is it's always going to be instructions behind what is told to you. So if it's, I'll give you a for instance, with writing my book, that idea came to me when I lived in Japan. Mm -hmm. I was just meditating and it was like, you have to write a book. Hmm. All right. Now that wasn't it. Cause that could have been ego. I want to write a book. So I become an author, blah, yeah. blah, blah. But it said, you have to write a book. It has to include your journey. And you're going to go through some things in this journey that are going to define this book but you gotta live the lifestyle, okay? So those are the instructions I got with the book. And that's how I meditate. Wow, I like that. That's probably one of the best explanations I had of meditation. Good, good. Yeah, that's deep, <laughs> I like it. Um, 
Back to the marketing piece. So, because you're really good at it, right? So, like, did you take classes on it? Did you study it? Like, what is your... Because, okay, we go from, you know, I'm taking care of these thousand people, 50 that show up all the time and yeah. grow. You have way more than, you know, 400 followers now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is, like, how, how, how did you grow in that aspect? And the reason I'm asking is sometimes, you know, as an entrepreneur, you can get lost because maybe somebody at one point was in the health and it's like they see somebody else doing I Airbnb see that a lot. And then somebody's yeah. doing yeah. Turo. And, then, and so it's like, well, no, you could become a multimillionaire talking about good health. You yeah. could become a multimillionaire talking about real estate. Yeah. I love it. I, you know, Atlanta, I love it because there's so many people doing well. What it shows me is that you can literally win at anything yep. that you focus on. Yes, sir. So I, I'm asking that because literally you've taken a space that some people say, well, how do you make money? Yeah, for sure. Teaching, teaching about health. Yeah. And still have purpose behind it the way that you do it. Yeah. So I'm wondering how did you learn how to market this type of... Number one thing is is knowing and understanding people. Okay. Most people don't understand that we're in the the business of people. Yeah. They think they're we're in the business of money. Mm. You understand? So they're going after the money, not understanding that it's people that's that is the bottleneck of the conversation and the bottleneck of being a successful business. Right. And so I understand people, especially as it relates to health, especially as it relates to struggle, mm-hmm. especially as it relates to healing. Got okay. It. So you got to know your market and you got to know your people. And you learned that from being around them? I, le- okay. I learned that first from that whole idea of Focus on the first 50. Got it, okay. Learn your people. Mm-hmm. Because your people are going to teach you everything that... You're not making products for you. This isn't about you. Yeah. None of this is about you. Mm-hmm. And the, the more you make it not about you and the more about your people, the more they're going to tell you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I will have people where, let's say, for instance, they place an order. It gets caught up in customs. It takes two months to get there. I will have people who will literally say, don't worry about it. This is, I know this isn't your fault. I've contacted uh, customs. We're working it out. Mm-hmm. Or I'll, have, I'll give you another case. And for instance, I had a, um, a customer service person. Mm-hmm. And they were going through it in life. Yeah. And it started to leak out into the business and the, and the emails and things of that nature. And I'm so busy being an entrepreneur, I'm not going back to check the emails that she's sending out. And so what happened was I had customers who were literally DMing me saying, Dr. Price, I know that you wouldn't say something to me like this, but please, I think you need to change your customer service person. Wow. Now, they're doing that because I've established something with them. Yeah. So I think that's so important. You got to know, like, if you want to know marketing, you got to know people. Yep. Okay? You got to know people from... A psychology uh, aspect mm-hmm. because everything is based on pain and pleasure. Yep. People are either running towards pleasure mm-hmm. or running away from pain. Yep. Okay, so with health, they're running away from pain. Yep. And then once they get health, now they're running towards pleasure. Yep. Okay, so like the marketing has to be created around mm-hmm. that. And I think another thing that has been very important is like I don't stay in my industry and in learning. I'm a life learn, learning student. Like I'm gonna mm-hmm. be learning till the last breath. Yep. And so I got I go outside of my industry to learn. I go to conferences that yep. I don't belong to. Mm-hmm. I go to meetings. I get in front of mentors. 
you know, like I, I just make sure that I'm learning from every different aspect because at the end of the day, the, we live in a world that 25 years ago didn't exist. Right. We live in an a, a information-based society. Mm-hmm. And the people who can get the right information are the people who are successful. So I'm always trying to get myself in front of the right information. Mm-hmm. And then I think one thing that was really critical for me is uh, I invested in like a, um, a copywriting class. Wow. And I went to, I paid like five grand and all this money and want to learn copywriting. Mm-hmm. And when you learn copywriting, you're going to learn marketing. Like, you're going to learn how to write emails. Yeah. It improved my ability to write my own books. Yeah. Uh, it improved captions. my captions. Yeah. And it helped me um, sort of outline my content when I create a video or I do a YouTube. Mm-hmm. It just changed everything. Wow. That's strong. Yeah. I think for a lot of people, that's, you said a lot. One, working with your community, getting yep. a chance to know them. Two, listening to them when they give you feedback. Yep. That's that's another piece of it. Investing in, investing in yourself. Like, you know, some people don't want to pay $200 for a little course. But, uh, you know, you said $5,000 on copywriting? That's copywriting. Not mentors. Like, mentors, I spent 40, 50 grand. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> just to be, like that. Yeah. Just to be in a room. Because you got to understand, like, if you always big bro, that's not good. Yeah, that's so a fact. So in 2023, I'm trying to be little, bro. Yeah, that's a fact. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, you know, I think it's a misconception, too, entrepreneurs sometimes they say, well, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs will not education or yeah. not schooling. And I always tell people, like, just because you don't go to school don't mean you don't need education. Yes. Most high-level professions have continued education. Yes. Like, even if you become a medical doctor, you're not just... You're not there forever if you don't continue. I mean, you have the degree, but you have to have continued education. Nurses, continued education. Most people that have any type of high-level license or something have continued education. Yeah. And for whatever reason, sometimes people get into entrepreneurship, they're looking for the most inexpensive route, or how can I shortcut the education? And the answer is you really can't. There's no shortcut. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I tell you, there's no shortcut. Mm -hmm. Not to, if this is what you want to do, like, you don't work, work for anybody anymore. Mm-hmm. You want your business to be successful? There's no shortcuts. Yeah. Like, man, if I could just lay down the list of things like I've done, I'm sure you've done. Mm-hmm. Like, if people saw that, first, most people would run. Yeah, 1000 <laughs> percent. And the ones who didn't run, they were probably shaking their boots a little bit mm-hmm. and then move forward. But it's just important for people to understand there's always a price to pay. Yeah, it is. You know, and it's got to be paid in full. Yep. Every time. Yep. You know, I always think about, too, is like um, a lot of times, I always have a saying, like with entrepreneurs, like anytime somebody's thinking about quitting, it's just because they haven't invested enough. Yeah. And so, like, I'm even listening to your story about the books, and it's like, you want to quit, but it's like, yo, I literally spent all my money. Yeah. On these books, no plan so, B. So now I, I got to figure this out. You know what I mean? But yeah. if it's like, if you're doing stuff, it's just it's just a hobby, or if it's just a Something that would be nice. It's a little different than when it's like, okay, no, I'm all in on this. It's yeah. like, okay, I'm I'm year I'm in year three and a half of four years to get my bachelor's degree. Well, yeah. I'm not about to drop out right now. Right. Ideally, you know, hopefully. Yeah. If y'all did that ain't talking about you. But, <laughs> you know what I mean? I think that's important. Um, you know, there's this concept of like being a high value man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, somebody's doing good. I, I actually believe everybody's a high value person, yeah. but 
in line with that conversation. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> now that I threw out my disclaimer. <laughs> what does uh, the dating space look for you like right now? Not, not not necessarily, I'm not talking about relationship status, but like how is that right now? What would a person like yourself be looking for in a relationship, in a spouse? And like, how? what are you looking for right now? Yeah, I always tell people, yeah, there's, there's a lot of conversation around relationships. And the one confusing thing for me is like, it's not headed towards this, like us coming together. Yeah. It's like so separate. It's like, you know, talking bad about women, talking bad about men, and there's nothing like this. Yeah. And so like when I think about like somebody I want to build with is somebody who's not only compatible, but complimentary. Wow. And let me tell you what the difference between the two. So compatible means you eat healthy, I eat healthy. Mm -hmm. That's nice. Yeah. Compatible is you like to travel, I like to travel. Mm -hmm. But I also want somebody who's complimentary too. Like maybe I'd, I work too hard mm -hmm. and you help me relax. Okay. Maybe I walked away a little bit from my spirituality, but mm -hmm. you're so in tune with yours. So you find, help me find balance there. Maybe you haven't had the opportunity to bask in your femininity and I do very well in my masculinity so I can help you um, feel vulnerable and comfortable with relaxing and saying, hey, you don't have to worry about, you know, getting your oil changed or mm -hmm. figuring out this. I got you when it comes to that. Yeah. So I really look for somebody I can be complimentary with because the one thing I can remember about my grandparents is that Man, they couldn't live without each other. When yeah. my grandfather died, my grandmother died shortly after. Wow. And I just remember, like, my grandfather had no idea where pots and pans were, mm -hmm. and my grandmother never worked a day. Mm -hmm. You understand? And so I just realized how important it is for people to be useful to each other and need each other. Yeah. And today we live in this culture where people are literally figuring out how I can exist without anybody else. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, n nothing about that leads to love. Mm -hmm. Nothing about that leads to becoming a higher version of yourself. Mm -hmm. Because I, I truly believe that when I'm in love, I'm the highest version of myself. Yeah. You know, and that's a very uncomfortable position to be <laughs> in. <laughs> but, Thanks. you know, like it's uncomfortable being an entrepreneur. Yeah, it is. It's uncomfortable being a strong man in today's environment. Yeah, it is. You know, and so like all every other aspect of my life, I'm comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. So I just feel like I got to get comfortable with that, too. So yeah, I just want, you know, like I look for, you know, uh, I won't even say I look for. I look for something, uh, I, I aspire for something that's organic, mm -hmm. uh, something that's loving, mm -hmm. and something that we both seek understanding and, and growth. There we go. Yeah. I like it. That's deep. We didn't know what he want. You understand? <laughs> that's important. Uh, I always have this segment on here. It's called Breakdown or Breakthrough. Mm -hmm. I believe every entrepreneur at some point has a breakdown, whether it's, you know, spiritually, financially, just a point where it's just like they don't want to do something no more. Maybe something they got hit by life. Yeah. Um, but in that breakdown there's lessons that you learn and if you learn them and get through it then at least you're a breakthrough your next level yeah have you had that before and if so were there any lessons you learned from it yeah so um and the initial housing crash that was that was my first breakdown yeah um so that's 2007 2008 yeah so yeah. during that time i had started like everybody 
they were giving away houses, so I was I was taking whatever you can give me mm-hmm. with a six hundred credit <laughs> right. score. Yeah, and uh, I had amassed about thirteen houses. Wow. And um, as I'm like having these houses, having success for the first time in my life, my bank account is like six figures. Mm-hmm. And because uh, this is before like uh, school, uh, I finished pharmacy school, and um, I remember I helped a friend get a house Mm -hmm. and then the next thing I know he was like yo these people are saying my payment is about to go up like three thousand dollars like you know I'm exaggerating but it was like sixteen hundred dollars and he was like I can't pay this and I'm like really let me see your paperwork so I'm looking through his paperwork he bought two houses I'm like yeah so I was like I don't know let me call some people I'll figure it out but in the meantime I'm like I need to look at my paperwork And I go see it. I'm like, yeah, like this is about to happen to all 13 houses. I had an arm on all 13 houses. So I I literally went into this phase of, all right, I'm going to change the business. All I'm doing is showing people how to buy houses. Mm -hmm. So I go from buying houses to showing people how to invest in houses. And I'm like, you can get this house. You can have it. You can have it. I'm paying people to take houses from me. Mm -hmm. And finally, I, um, I got rid of like all... 11 and had two I couldn't get rid of. Mm-hmm. Because by this time, like, it's a full crash. <laughs> was going on. And everybody like, I ain't taking nothing you giving. Yeah. And so I'm stuck with the two, and I'm about to start pharmacy school. Hmm. And um, and I, I'm like, all right, so I got to live on one. I don't know what I'm going to I'm trying to rent this other one, but, like, Katrina had just happened. I moved somebody in it. Yeah. They trashed the place and live, left out of it. And so I, I was, again, praying, meditating. God was like, let go, let it go. And I was like, all right, cool. So I let the house go. And I, I distinctly remember, like, my ex at the time, she was like, what did you learn from the process? And I was like, I learned a lot. She was like, because, you know, like, you know, typically you learn a lot from failure. I was like, I don't think I failed. And she was like, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't think I fell. She mm-hmm. was like, well, one house is about to foreclose. You had to pay all this money for people to take houses. Like, how do you see that as failure? I was like, I was literally homeless before my first house. Yeah. You know, like I was sleeping in my car. And then I got, six months later, I had a house. <laughs> and then a year later, I had 13 houses. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm super, and I got money. Yeah. You know, like I couldn't even put gas in my car yeah i was like so like and i got four thousand dollars left <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i'm about to start pharmacy school yeah. i'm like telling her all these things and she was like but with real estate though and i was like you know you got the foreclosure and i was like yeah i was like but god told me to let that go so i let it go and a year later i had put in like uh like a bankruptcy on it on that house and then i went to court and um, the judge was, I was just telling him my situation, and he was like, yo, you need to just go to pharmacy school. He was like, don't worry about this. Mm. And I was another message, let go. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, I ain't worried about it. I was like, can I go? He was like, yeah, you can go. I walked wow. out of court. Yeah. And like a month later, um, the company that had um, purchased the home, I purchased the home with, got the mortgage with, they went under because of fraudulent activities. Right. And so it just naturally came off of my credit. Wow. You know Look what I'm saying? That. So it, ta- it taught me a valuable lesson about when it's time to let go, let go. And when it's time to move forward, move forward. 
And I think that's a very valuable lesson for a lot of entrepreneurs because, like I said, like you're going to hit a speed bump. Mm -hmm. And when you hit that speed bump, there's a lot of conversation that's going to be uh, had with you. Mm -hmm. um, but what I learned from that, which was very valuable, was like that wasn't what God wanted me to do. Yeah, That was only a means to get me to where I needed to go. But it wasn't the work that I was supposed to do. And there's a big difference between your job and your working life. Mm -hmm. Your job you can be fired from, you got to be hired to, but your working life, God gives you that. Wow. And so when I discovered like, hey, that wasn't what I was supposed to do anyway, and I started moving into the direction of what God wanted me to do, it's just plain and simple that, you know, I made a, a, a perfect choice in letting go. I love that, man. That's a great story, bro. You're a great storyteller too, man. I appreciate it. All right, good stuff. But now, nah, man, I, I I appreciate you, man. Like your message, what you've done. Like I already feel the difference. I'm looking I'm looking forward for the world to see these before and after pictures. You know what I'm saying, boy, been in the gym too. But uh, definitely doing it again before the summertime, just to see what that progress looks like. Yeah. And uh, man, just great product. So listen, I'm gonna just let y'all know. He ain't got to tell y'all. Y'all need to try to detox. He tell people where they find it at. And where they find you. Gotcha, gotcha. So you can find my detox at drbobbyprice.com. Mm -hmm. uh, drbobbyprice.com. I'm on social media as Dr. Holistic, D-O-C-T-O-R, Holistic. And everywhere else, I'm Dr. Bobby Price. Okay. 14-day um, detox, 28-day detox, books, CMOS, et cetera. All your natural solutions for real problems. Got it. I love it. I love it. You got even have supplements on stuff like that too, right? Indeed. Did a whole got lot of Got an iron supplement. It's probably the only thing that worked for iron. Really? Word all up. right. All right. <laughs> I got to get that. I know somebody need to do something like that. Okay. All right. So yeah. we're going to rap about it. Um, anytime we're on the show, we like to make sure people leave with at least like gifts. So, you know, we got the new ACOs line, run play stuff. So they get this to you, man. And uh, I appreciate you coming. You know, one, to educate people. I think that's important um, about health. I appreciate the opportunity. Um, and I appreciate, you know, just what you've done. So this is for you from... Uh, can I open it, bro? Yeah, you can open it. Yeah, it's almost bro, a couple things in there. Your marketing is crazy. Thank you, bro. Yeah, you was bragging on me, but like, <laughs> your marketing is crazy, you, bro. bro. Yes, we got a lot of a couple Damn, things. That's Tank good tops, stuff. jackets, hats. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, bro? man. Y'all, y'all have the quality stuff yeah. too, bro. And I got a couple more things before we leave. I got a couple yeah. more things I'm dropping into you. So. Ooh, Got that green too, you know. I'm, a, I'm about the green light. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. No, it's just, no, it's just yeah, fine. man. No, I appreciate, appreciate it, bro. You, bro. Yeah, yeah, appreciate you coming through. Much like appreciate I said, it. Helping the people. Listen, y'all. If y'all don't learn nothing from this, you just got the play when it comes to your health. And listen, get, let's get serious about health this year. Like, let's not play around. If we're gonna be serious about money, you got to be serious about health because. Look, if you ain't got that, you ain't got nothing else. And I don't want you to get to the day you realize that right. and realize you ain't got no more time because mm -hmm. uh, it's the most valuable thing. So y'all just got to play today on your health from Dr. Holistic, Bobby Price. Go run the play. We'll see y'all. Peace. What's going on? Listen, make sure you guys go to runtheplaystore.com. Get your official run the play gear. We talk about shirts, socks, jackets for everybody that's run the play all across the world. Are you ready? We're going to run. Duh. Yeah, play. Let's Do you go. know what it's like to come for nothing at all? But every day you just wanting it.